1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. What a sincere pleasure to be in your company this morning with the Money Guys. Both of them are here live and in living color. Isn't that nice? I, I like the colors both of you are wearing this morning. Pink and blue. Pink and blue. That's Col- right. Color of babies. <laughs> good morning, Ray. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So uh, this morning, ladies and gentlemen, besides me, you get uh, Peter Lance by my side. So you're in for a double treat this morning. Phil, what does the date April 15th mean to you? It means uh, Patriots Day. It means a tax day. Yes. It means Boston Marathon. Right. And it's somebody's birthday. I can't remember. You know, we should check in on that. Well, mostly for most Americans, it means tax day. It means you have to pay taxes by April 15th, typically. And usually because we have Patriots Day and a few other things kicking around, we usually get an extra day or so, don't we? Yes, yeah. And uh, This year, as... I think we're getting two extra days, Ray. Yes, we are. I think it's April 18th is our actual filing yeah. date deadline. Okay. good. So welcome to Tax City, ladies and gentlemen. Tax City. Tax City. Today we're going to talk about taxes. You know, we've had a recent tax bill, uh, which has promised some tax refunds and tax cuts for people. And remember that it's only temporary. It's only for five years. And then guess what? Your taxes are scheduled to go back up again. So if you think about the rate of expenditure in this country by our government and uh, it's not likely that they're going to keep that as a permanent change in the tax law. So probably people should expect that five years from now you're going to see taxes go back up again because logically by then the deficit's going to be even that much larger. Yeah. Yeah. But MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We're always happy to be with you. We've got a lot of really jam-packed information to tell you today and show you things about your taxes, what can you do to lower taxes, and if you haven't yet filed your income tax return for 2017, there's even some things that are really smart to do that will save you a bunch of money. So we're going to talk about some of that. April 15th, famous birthdays. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci, Emma Watson, Seth Rogen, and Kim Il-sung. So there you go, Kim Il-sung. Oh, kidding. (laughs) I knew there was something wrong with that date. Well... Um, give us a call anytime, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be happy to give you tax advice. We do not do it over the telephone. We're not a call-in service. We can't do that. But we're happy to review your situation. Call us at 508-998-8858. Make an appointment. We'll do a financial review for you, a Social Security review, tell you the best times to take Social Security and how you can increase your benefits. Lots and lots and lots of good stuff. But um, I'd like to start out by saying that people don't really pay enough attention to taxes. And there's sort of a cardinal rule when it comes to investing or saving or making more money. It's not how much you make that matters. It's how much you get to keep. And that's purely a function of how much do you have to pay in taxes? So if you can do things to be more tax-wise and tax-smart, you're going to always make out better financially. Sure. And that's what we're going to talk about today, aren't we, Pete? Yep. And you are the tax expert. 
Yes. Well, I, I never call myself an expert at anything except raising children. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you've done a bang-up job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we won't go there this morning. I was going to make a joke oh. about a therapist, but I don't actually see a therapist. <laughs> oh, I wish this was on camera. <laughs> the look on Peter's face because priceless. <laughs> he didn't know what I was going to say, did you, Pete? No, uh, but we had a conference recently where we had to go and do a very impromptu two-minute speech in front of a group of people. And he went up there and said, two roads diverged into a woods. And, and he started <laughs> doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> And when it was my turn, I went up there and I started saying the exact same thing. And I said, so, folks, this is my father, and he was an English major. And every single day, he put a, a, a word into my lunchbox that was a very tricky word. And I had to either know the word or look it up and come home with it written down in a sentence. I like and it. Word, words like troglodyte and bollard. And all, all oh, the, bollard my was good. my favorite word. I was bollard. like I was like nine. So I, I told these folks that I had to present in front of, I said, how do you think it was for me growing up with this person in my life? But I appreciate it now. I, I gen genuinely do. My vocabulary is yes. much greater because of him. Well, I'll have to start putting words in your lunch again, I guess. <laughs> uh, you're just a troglodyte. What a great idea, Ray. Yes. Well, come back to taxes. People have until Tuesday, April 17, 2018, to file their tax return for last year. And if you're going to be late, you can apply for an extension. Just don't do nothing. Don't do do something. If yeah, you absolutely. File, file. You have a, a six-month extension that goes until uh, October 15th, or will it be 17th, actually? That's a good question. Well, the reason it's uh, Tuesday this year is because normally uh, when April 15th falls on a Sunday, which it does this year, um, you would have the following Monday, but... In Washington, D.C., they have something called Emancipation Day, which is a holiday, and that's observed on Monday, April 16th. So taxpayers nationwide, not just Massachusetts, have an additional day to file. Neat. So you should start getting your material together if you haven't done so already. And I've mentioned this concept before, but it's really a strong recommendation that this year and next year, if you're uncertain about how to do your own income taxes, have somebody do it for you. This is the one year and next year because of the changes in the tax law. So guess who said, read my lips, no new taxes? That was a Bush. That was a Bush. That was George H.W. Bush. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work, did it? Read my lips. <laughs> well, I think you could say this probably about any presidential candidate i'm going to put it in that way read my lips don't believe what i'm saying right now <laughs> all of them all of, them all of them, every single one of them this is not to single out anybody who's currently in office this is every candidate does the same thing they tell you what you want to hear sure. here's what i think i think that most most politicians start out genuinely feeling like they want to make some productive change and and are are Decent, genuine people in that goal, but once they get to a certain level, it's like they have to do things and say things in order to advance, and I think once you get to that level, that's well, the way that it is for most politicians on both sides. There's something about getting into office. The head swells, and then the tongue stops, and then the brain doesn't work as well. Yeah. <laughs> something happens. So I have to, Phil, for your benefit, I have to once again give you the definition of 
politics. A politics. Poly from the Greek word meaning many, many. and then ticks, a small blood sucking insect. <laughs> Boom. Many blood suckers. <laughs> so I've, I've used that before, but I heard that from the mayor of Phoenix. Yeah. A presentation that he gave a long time ago that I was present at, and I, the whole place cracked up. It always it brings perfect. a smile. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right. So, number one, what should we expect from this tax season? So, we're going to call it the 2017 tax season because the tax returns that you're working on now are really for 2017. Expect a delay in your tax refund. Mm. So if you're going to get a tax refund, it's going to take longer this year. Everybody's predicting because of the changes in the tax law. And for many taxpayers, when you think about a tax refund, it's almost always going to be the biggest single amount of money you're going to receive at one time in the year. Uh, Average refunds are around $3,000 in recent years. So it's okay to count on it, ladies and gentlemen, but plan that it may be a little later coming this year. And it makes sense that most are going to be prepared electronically. There's actually four out of five returns are now prepared electronically. Well, um, there's a complicated reason behind this. I'm not going to go into it because it really isn't germane for talking about, but there's actually some very technical reasons for this that go back to the laws in 2015. So we will talk about that. Uh, There is also a new... uh, deadline, filing deadline for business partnerships. So if you are in business and you have a partnership, and that filing deadline is going to be March 15th this year. The previous deadline was April 15th. So that date has come and gone, and if you haven't filed your business partnership tax return, you're late. Um, Similarly with C-corporations, had a deadline of March 15th, or you could have filed an extension And we did that as well because you just don't have all of your information together by that time. So things that you can do to prepare for the 2017 tax season is make sure your records are in order, whether you're going to do it yourself or whether you're going to have somebody do it for you. Organize all your receipts. Look at your previous year's tax return and make sure everything is going to be available for you. I will say one thing that uh, we just had a seminar series wrap up uh, last week. I had four seminars over the course of about two weeks, and we received some really positive feedback, especially with the information that you provided uh, about Social Security and about taxes and everything else. And uh, we're not having any uh, scheduled on the calendar right now, but we'll certainly update you for more. But everybody was really... uh, What were they saying, Pete? They were just saying that it was very knowledgeable, very user-friendly information, you know, easy to understand, uh, good messages to get across. Uh, and I know that someone called in who attended the seminar that I actually took the phone call. Um, everybody was at, at lunch and all spread throughout the office. So I picked up the phone and I spoke to this gentleman uh, who said, should I attend this seminar? I've been, you know, waiting on deciding whether I should or not. I said, you really should. I think it'll be worth your while. And I think that it was the same gentleman that ended up calling in after the seminar and spoke with you and just was saying that it was uh, a wealth of information and and well presented. What a glowing review from an everyday person. There is no greater testimony than that, Pete. Ray, congratulations. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, it's always gratifying. I mean, 
I think in my next life I would become a teacher because I like to explain things and oh yeah, give out content that's useful. Mm-hmm. And well, we, definitely give out content. Not always useful, but always giving out content. Yes, <laughs> you do like to explain things. Well, some of the stuff you will store away in your brain, and eventually, when you least expect it, it's going to come popping out. I'm laughing because it's if if you understood how this man's mind works, he goes home and works on files and reads newspaper after newspaper and financial magazine after financial magazine, and will cut out articles that are of interest to him and what he thinks are interesting and important to our clients and to the office. He comes in almost every single morning and has a stack of articles to give to people and and share with people. I pick things up and cut them out. (laughs) I do. My wife has long since gotten used to it. She'll be watching a TV show, will be on the couch, and all of a sudden I go, and I'm ripping an article out of the newspaper. (laughs) She doesn't even look at me anymore when I do it. <laughs> and I save those articles, and I bring them in, and they get scanned, and they get put into the computer under various topics. Right. So I'm cataloging. It brings you pleasure. This is what uh, you love doing. Yeah, some people get their pleasure from ripping up newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> me and kitties. <laughs> well, um, we're going to talk about some specifics, but I, I would like to mention that one of the things that I subscribe to is called the Kiplinger tax letter, and it's very useful. You really have to read it. So I have one that I brought in that just arrived yesterday, and I've got it highlighted and marked up in yellow. And we're going to talk about a few of these things this morning. There's also something called the Kiplinger retirement report, which I find useful, and it's talking about how to simplify paying taxes by withholding when you take out your required minimum distributions on your IRA accounts. So lots and lots of interesting things. But um, what do you think people do mostly with their tax refunds when they get them, Pete? Either get caught up with bills or maybe splurge and spend some money on themselves. Or I mean, I know a lot of my friends and people that I know either do just what I said. They pay off bills and get caught up with debt uh, or they will go and take a family vacation, maybe uh, do an addition on the, the house or build a deck or do something. Well, there's an organization called Go Banking Rates, and they surveyed a bunch of adults across the U.S. and asked, what do you plan to do with your tax refund? And some people said, make a major purchase, a necessity, pay off debt, loans, credit cards, put money in savings, put money towards a vacation, splurge on a purchase. And uh, so those are the things that most people do. Yeah, and, and you know, as soon as you started reading that list, I realized that some people were going to say, set that money aside and save it, but... I don't know many people that do that. I really don't. Most people either just pay off debt uh, that they currently have or, you know, go and spend more money on something else. Well, this survey also said that about a third of those people surveyed said they didn't even expect to get a tax refund. 43% expect to put their money into savings. So that's a smart thing to do. And women are more likely to pay off debt than men, which makes sense. Women are thriftier in our society for the most part yes yeah well well that's that's a generalization but about 40 percent of all women will put their tax refunds into some kind of a savings or investment account shoes and we encourage people to do that and we can show you some things that you can do 
if you have interest. And by the way, give us a call at 508-998-8858. Call us at USA Wealth Group. We're always happy to meet with you and review. I just met with some people, you know, talking about the Social Security Seminar that we did recently, who came to the seminar. They took furious notes. I met with them just a day or so ago. And the uh, the woman and the couple had just filed for Social Security. She has not yet received her first check. And based upon things that we talked about at the seminar, she said, maybe I made a mistake and I shouldn't have done this. And I said, well, you can undo it, number one. You can call them up because you haven't received the check and just tell them to stop, and we'll look at some better options. And one of the options we discussed was, why don't we take some money out of your retirement account, your IRA account instead, and let your Social Security check continue to accumulate? So I said, there's a lot of factors we're going to look at. We're going to look at, is there longevity in your family? What do you think is your own life expectancy? Do you have any unusual health issues? If you expect a short life uh, expectancy, then maybe it's okay to take money out at an earlier age. On the other hand, think about medical advances keeping us all longer. Maybe you're better off to wait. More importantly, we can do an analysis. Uh, Peter and I can each do a Social Security computerized analysis, and we can figure out if you wait from age 62 to age 66, for example, you're not collecting money during those four years. That's a good chunk of money. How much longer do you have to live collecting at the higher level at age 66 before you break even, before you've gotten back the money right. that you didn't receive from age 62 to 66? Right. We can show you that. Yeah, and I've discussed that before. Uh, I can do a very specific calculation, and you can be quite frank with us and say, you know, listen, my parents both passed away at 70 years old, and uh, I expect to, you know, do something similar. So uh, I, I'm only going to collect for so many years. Uh, I can do a very specific calculation, let you know when it would be in your best interest to start collecting. One thing we can say for certain about the income tax law is that it's very, very complicated. Um, William Simon, who was a former Secretary of the Treasury, said, the nation should have a tax system that looks like someone designed it on purpose. And it's not designed on purpose, or it is, but it's also designed for special interests. Of course. The whole tax code is nothing but special interest. You know, personally, uh, philosophically, I would be in favor of a flat tax system. I mm -hmm. think it would be much more fair. I like that myself. And instead of exceptions and exceptions. Yeah. So, Pete, what happens if you sell a house? Um, do you think you have to pay income taxes on the gain on the house? Yeah, there's a capital gain. Okay, but if you have lived in the house as your primary residence for two years out of the last five-year period, then you can exclude gain from the sale. So I have people ask this question a lot. So it's $250,000 for a single person, or if you're married, it's $500,000 of gain that you can exclude. So when you go to sell your house, um, there's capital gain. A lot of people are worried, I have to pay taxes. No, if you've occupied it for two years out of the last five, maybe you even moved to a different location, you can exclude the gain. Of course, there's also uh, a difference where if you're trying to sell a house that your uh, parents lived in, 
and they've passed away, and you're trying to sell that house, then there's uh, a capital gain, but there's also a step up in basis. Well, there's two issues there. One, um, step up in basis means that when you inherit property, let's say you inherit your parents' house and decide to live there. You either have been living there or you move there. When you inherit the house, you get what's called a step-up in basis. And basis is nothing more than cost. What did you pay for something? So when you buy a house, it has a cost or cost basis. That's what you paid for it. When you go to sell the house at a higher price, the difference between your cost basis and what you sell it for is gain. Now, when you inherit a house, let's say it's a house from a parent or any real estate for that matter, as well as stocks and other assets, you inherit them at fair market value. So all capital gains right now disappears at death. So let's focus on real estate for a second. Um, I had somebody come in the office literally just a week ago and ask that kind of a question. Well, gee, you know, we've inherited this house, and but my parents only paid $50,000 for it. We're going to sell it. Are we going to get stuck with taxes? And I said, no, because you're going to get this step up in basis. Capital gains disappears. You can turn around and sell it. And it's all income tax-free money. You have to report it, but you're not going to pay any taxes on it. So they were very pleased to hear that. Here's another thing you could do. Let's say somebody gives you a house. Let's say the parent says, you know, I'm concerned about Medicaid protection. I want to make sure my house is protected from a nursing home. So I'm going to give you my house right now, or I'm going to put it into an irrevocable trust or something like that. Well, as we know, there's a five-year look-back period when you give away property. So let's say your mother gives you a house so that it won't be spent for the nursing home if she has to go to a nursing home, and five years goes by, um, and then she passes away or she goes to a nursing home. Well, first of all, because she gave you the house, you get what's called a carryover basis. Whatever her cost was, let's say it's $50,000, now becomes your cost in the house. You own that house for $50,000. The house is already in your name, and you have this carryover basis, and now she dies, the mother dies, you don't get a step up in basis at that point. But here's what you can do. You can now go live in that house and occupy the house as your primary residence, and as long as you live there for two years, and then you sell it, you're still going to get that capital gains exclusion. Great. So there are a lot of ways that you can handle it, but if you have questions, you know, come in to see us. We'll be happy to answer questions about that. Yeah, every single case is completely unique, and we don't typically recommend doing what you just suggested, but it might be, uh, you know, worthwhile to look into. There's also the situation where if the mother transfers the house to the daughter's name and the daughter gets into an accident and somebody sues the daughter, then the house could be, you know, taken away. Or if uh, the daughter gets a divorce, you know, then loses half of the asset to the ex, ex-husband. Uh, there's a lot of different things that could come mm. up. There's still tricks you can do, though. Let's say you give a house to a child and you're concerned about what happens if that child gets divorced and the house is going to go half to the spouse and half to your own child. Well, why don't you give the house away and take back a mortgage? Now the parent can hold the mortgage on the property. And as long as the marriage is successful for a period of time, um, no problem. You can even have a discharge of the mortgage and say, when I die, you can put the discharge on record. 
lots of interesting little tricks you can do to protect it. I just want to remind everybody that um, one of the things that I did in January of this year is I went to a very important tax conference down in Florida. It's called the um, University of Miami Law School Heckerling Tax Institute. And for five full days, all we did is sit there and learn about latest issues in taxes. Lots of fun. I literally have notebooks uh, printed on two sides that are about 10 inches tall when you add it all up. The volume of material they gave us was just incredible. And then they did a special segment, which was just best practices. Um, best, most intriguing, and the scariest ideas coming out of the 2018 Institute and how to make them work for you and your clients. And I have a whole notebook on that. And that little notebook is 112 pages of just a summary compilation of wow. the best ideas and concepts. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some ideas that you can put to use in doing your income taxes and how you can get a larger tax refund. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. We're so happy to have you with us on a Sunday morning. And one of my favorite subjects to talk about is taxes. I love taxes. I don't like paying taxes, but I love taxes. I like planning taxes. And mostly what I like to do is to show people, for me, it's, it's very personally rewarding how you can do something differently to make more money and to save more money. And that's what we do at USA Wealth Group. We can show you lots of good ways that will help protect your family and protect your money. And with me this morning, obviously, is Peter Lance. One of the things that I do like to say always is there's always something we can show you that's going to help your family make money, save money, or protect assets. Always, always. We've always got lots of good ideas we can share. Right, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. And I know that uh, just before the end of the first half of the show, you said that you had such a wonderful, fun time at the Heckerling Tax Institute. I did. And I, I saw a chuckle come out of Phil across the way. <laughs> 12-inch book of facts. <laughs> well, there are about 3,000 people that go to this conference, and they were in multiple conferences, conference rooms. So in some rooms, you just had great big screens up in front of you, and you never saw a live presenter. So when you think of traveling and you think of having fun while you're going to Florida, what do you normally think of out there? Sunshine, Sunshine Disney Mickey World. Mouse. But no, this was the Heckerling Tax Institute. <laughs> well, I had two 45-minute sessions on lunch breaks where I was able to sit out in a chase lounge, gobble my lunch down, and put my face up in the sun. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was my free time. <laughs> But I want to tell you, I was, I was mentioning just before the half-hour break that um, they did sort of a, a summary of best ideas at this conference. And this is all arranged alphabetically. I'm not going to read them all, but just go down it really quickly. Uh, tax proposals, ABLE accounts, Alzheimer's disease, art, asset protection, assisted suicide, cancer statistics, capital gains, charity, college savings. College savings is a really important topic. Uh, decanting, and this doesn't mean wine, it's a tax concept. Uh, uh, demographics, digital assets, digital assets. Most people don't think about protecting their digital assets when they do estate plan. Uh, they don't leave passwords out for somebody to find, and it's hard to get into their accounts. Ooh. Well, they do everything online. 
uh, so with including the de decanting, taxes. is that letting your taxes breathe a little bit? Sort of. Yeah, that's not a bad description. <laughs> Elder financial abuse and aging, family office, gift tax, guardians, uh, health care proxies, insurance trust investments, and so forth. I'm not going to go into all the rest of them, but uh, same-sex marriage, statistics, trusts, lots of sort of a compilation of what were the best, most useful ideas that came out of this conference. It's like Dave Letterman's uh, top ten list, except this one will make most people fall asleep. Yeah, we could do that on taxes, couldn't we, Pete? <laughs> top ten reasons to Some do your sound taxes effects. early or something. <laughs> well, even Albert Einstein said, the hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. Yeah. And it's true. But let's talk about some things. I want to give a really good idea what you can do right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not yet filed your income tax return, and I'm going to show you how you can get a larger tax refund and put some money aside for retirement at the same time. You can make a contribution into an IRA account. And we can do that even in 2018, and it counts as a deductible amount, assuming you can deduct it, for 2017. So even though 2017 has gone by and you said, gee, I got a year-end bonus or I had some extra money and I wished I had put money into an IRA account, you can still do that in 2018, and it counts against your 2017 taxes to reduce your income. And are you allowed, if you're a certain age, to put more money and contribute more money into your IRA? Now, the amount that you can contribute is the same for everybody, except that after age 50, there's a makeup provision. Maybe that's what you're Catch referring up. to. Ketchup or makeup provision. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess it's called a ketchup, right? And then there's the mustard provision. <laughs> <laughs> the newest invention is mustard, I mean, uh, ketchup slices. You know, like your roll-ups, your fruit roll-ups? Sure. That's how the ketchup comes now. No and, kidding. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, it just came out last week. And you put those slices on your sandwich, and it needs no refrigeration. Wow. It's artificial, no natural Sounds anything. Healthy. It's all artificial. <laughs> Now, if they could only do that with mustard so you wouldn't drop mustard on your shirt, because mustard comes out really quickly, doesn't I it? I know it. Yeah. Maybe that's a great idea to yep. pass along. What will they think of next? <laughs> of course, Something. you realize that ketchup is mostly sugar. Ketchup is very bad for you. Is it? I mean, I love ketchup, and everybody I, does. I don't use it, but, but I didn't know that. Very really. high in sugar. Yep, very, okay. very high no in sugar. No wonder I like ketchup and not tomatoes. Ah. <laughs> Well, so much for ketchup and mustard discussion. <laughs> now, let me come back and give you the hot dog, ladies and gentlemen. There you give go. Give you the meat of this conference, this, this substance. So anyways, there's some good things you can do to save money at the last minute. But you need to make sure you're getting the right um, amounts of deductions if you can still deduct. Uh, starting in 2018, uh, fewer and fewer people will be able to itemize their deductions. But right now we're focused on 2017 taxes. In 2017, more people will be able to deduct. And the reason is because they've increased for 2018 the amount of the standard deduction. So fewer people will have the ability to itemize and take deductions. It will simplify things for some people, but it will hurt other people who really like to itemize everything. Mm -hmm. So... Um, there are some important things you need to remember about uh, taxes, um, and some of these things I want to mention to you. Right now for 2017, you can still deduct 
business meals and business expenses as a business expense. That's going to get harder to do in 2018. Uh, if you did a holiday party in December for your business, that's a deductible expense in 2017. That's going to become much more difficult to do for 2018. Um, being able to deduct client meals, you can do that last year. It's going to be harder to do it this year. Uh, transportation costs are going to change in 2018. Right now you can fully deduct almost all tr uh, transportation costs. Now, this is an interesting one that I thought. Businesses that settle sexual harassment claims can't deduct payments that are subject to a non-disclosure agreement. I wonder why they bothered to put this in the current <laughs> issue of the Kiplinger tax letter. So if you settle a sexual harassment claim, and starting in 2018, you can no longer deduct the payments if they're subject to a non-disclosure agreement. Too funny. I don't know why, but it's, <laughs> it shows you an example of how the IRS is keeping pace with the times, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's see. I'm keeping um, my mouth shut. No, we, we, there's no political commentary on this show. We just will not do that. It gets us all into trouble. Um, now, here's something that you really need to think about, and this is a very important tip for 2017. On your 2017 tax return, there's a little box that you have to check that shows that you had health coverage, health insurance coverage. This is under the Obamacare uh, coverage. So don't forget, when you file your tax return, you must check the little box showing that you had health insurance coverage for the whole year uh, or if you claim an exemption, you, you can indicate that. But if you don't do that, you're going to pay a penalty. And the penalty is a significant amount of money. It's typically uh, $695 per adult, $347.50 per child, or there's a percentage of the uh, excess of household income. It gets a little complicated from there. But this is one of the provisions that's been eliminated in 2018. So it's called the health care mandate. So in 2017, you're required to show evidence that you have had health care insurance coverage for the whole year. If not, you get a penalty. 2018, uh, the health care mandate has been repealed. That's one of the provisions of the new tax bill. Um, this is an important filing tip for everybody. This applies for 2017, 2018. If you changed your name because of marriage or divorce, Make sure you report the name change to the Social Security Administration. Uh, you got to do that. Ooh, what a good point. Yep. And, and you don't report it to the IRS. Uh, you report it to Social Security. And the reason for this is because names that you put down on your tax return have to match up with the Social Security records. So let's say you got married sometime in 2017, and I'm sure some people listening did but you haven't reported the name change, and now you go and you file a tax return for 2017 in the next few weeks, they're not going to be able to match up your name with your Social Security records. And it's going to cause delays. It's going to cause delays in getting your tax refund, folks. Question. Yes. Let's say uh, somebody uses their, you know, um, surname in the middle, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, does the Social Security number and the name match in that case or no? 
Don't know, but the shortest thing to do is go online to yeah. Social Security, yeah. social, www.socialsecurity.gov, and see what name you're registered under. And if you have to change a name, you can do it online in that fashion. A lot of divorcees need to listen up. Divorcees need to do So if you fail to do this and you're now using a different name when you file your tax return April 15th of 2018 for the year 2017, and you put a different name on your tax return because, hey, that's your new name, but you haven't notified Social Security, it's going to delay getting your tax refund. And what do you say? You just uh, tell them I divorced and my name is... I've changed my name. Here's my new name. You can get down to the local office and do it as well. And they'll put the paperwork through and they'll put it into their computers. Now, when you file your tax return, the name you put in your tax return is going to be the same as in your Social Security records. So don't do it and you delay your refund. And all of these tips are coming directly from the Kiplinger uh, tax letter that you receive uh, some of them are. Some of them are coming out of my little feeble brain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not feeble. <laughs> so what do you want to do? What, what do you need to do if you have, um, you're ready to file your 2017 tax return, but you didn't get one of your W-2s yet? Should you file? Should you delay? Well, don't file your return late. Uh, instead, file a return without your W-2 form, but there's a special document, a special form you have to attach. It's called... 4852. And by the way, you're not going to remember all this if you're listening. Give us a call at the office and we'll be happy to help you with you know, you any go. of these little things that we're discussing today. What's the today. number there? Um, 508-998-8858. There you go. I almost didn't hear what you asked me because I'm so engrossed with all these additional things that I want to <laughs> explain to people. But lots of good information. Um, if you changed jobs last year, make sure that um, you might have overwithheld on Social Security tax. A lot of people don't realize that. <clears throat> so for people in certain income categories, and I'm not sure what the exact amount is, but let's say you contribute to Social Security, but somewhere down near the end of the year, you've paid enough into Social Security based upon your income bracket. Um, you don't have to pay any more. Maybe you're not paying any more in. But then now you change jobs and the new job doesn't know that, and they're going to start putting you into Social Security as well. So you may be making too much money. If you change jobs in 2017, you may have contributed too much money into the Social Security tax system. You're entitled to get that money back Wow! on your income tax return. So um, this is a, a general tip as well, but make sure you review your retirement plan beneficiaries. We see too many people that don't. Um, I see people all the time that come in the office and they don't know who is their beneficiary or they might know who their main beneficiary is. Maybe it's a spouse, but they're a little unsure about their contingent beneficiaries. Uh, Critically important. And let's see, what else can we tell people that would be useful? Um, Benjamin Franklin said once, our new constitution is now established. Everything seems to promise it will be durable. But in this world, nothing is certain except death and taxes. So he's the person who gave that quotation the first time. And then uh, Barry Goldwater, he was one of my favorites. I always liked Barry Goldwater. He was subjected to a lot of scare tactics when he ran for office, didn't he? He Oh, yes. He was going to blow up the world. Oh, yeah. And that's the image that he was tagged with. 
So Barry Goldwater once said, the income tax created more criminals than any other single act of government. And ain't that the truth. So um, let's come back and talk about a few other things that would be useful to know about your income tax. Make sure your tax refund is not going to be stolen. That's an important one. Very so how can you prevent your tax refund from being stolen? Because it happens to a lot of people every year. Number one, if somebody sends you an email or a text or a social media contact and says they're from the IRS, do not respond. The IRS never communicates that way. They won't call. They won't, uh, they won't call. do anything other than send a letter. Nope. The only way the, com- the IRS ever communicates with you is strictly with... U.S. uh, old-fashioned mail system. By the way, I had a funny conversation with somebody in my office just the other day who happens to work for the post office. Uh, He's assigned out of one of the Rhode Island branches. And, I mean, this is literally like just a day or so ago. And he said, guess what they're having us do now? He said, I've only got two more years before I retire. I can't wait. I said, what? He said, we're going to help take the census. Oh, come on. No. He said, and they're rushing this out so quickly that the beginning of this coming week, they're having a special ribbon-cutting ceremony at his post office to celebrate the fact that postal workers are now going to help take the census. How do they feel about it? (laughs) They're not very happy about it. I can imagine. So they've had no training. I think they're going to use something like iPads. So now your information will be electronically available. (laughs) This is going back probably 20 years, but I had someone who used to do that. uh, Census? The census and... Uh, essentially, it was you know a position that you didn't have to have any kind of training or education for. They hire you and uh, teach you very quickly what to do. You go around and you do it, and you get paid a certain amount. And again, this is 20 years ago. I don't know how it works now, but if that's the case, then you know I'd be pretty upset if I was a postal worker and I were not receiving any further compensation. For oh, that. that's right. Are they going to compensate anymore, or do you know? I don't know. I don't know any yeah. more details than that. He's a fairly high-level position as well, but. Oh my. Gosh. I mean, how much time is that going to take? And are they getting paid anymore? I don't know. Yeah. But the most interesting question, I think, on the census this year will be, are you a U.S. citizen? Yes. Because how, how many people are going to want to answer that question if they're not a U.S. citizen? Right. They're going to be afraid. They're going to be petrified. They're going to be afraid that now it's public information and Although they're going to be deported or something. They're not afraid when they go to collect their welfare stuff and everything like that. <laughs> so... Now you're talking, Phil. Now this is the Phil that I know. (laughs) You know, they're always right there. (laughs) Well, there needs to be more checks and balances in the system. Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. And that's never going to change, unfortunately. I'm I'm more with Phil on that one. I'm tired of people taking advantage of the system. Well, every once in a while, when I have to get down to the Social Security office, it's really a disheartening experience to go visit the Social Security office. Historically, uh, the Constitution asks for residence, not citizenship. Mm. So for over 150 years, that's that's what it called for. And then they stopped it in the 50s after... Um, 
you know, the Japanese were interred because of, of this. They used that, it, and they haven't used it since. Mm. So it's a very controversial thing. Massachusetts is actually suing the Trump administration over this, along with, like, I don't know, 12, 13 other states. So. Mm. Oh, we are... Um we are one of the highest uh, states in the country for uh, extending welfare benefits. There's no question about that. Right. And I know for a long time ago there was actually um, a program that you you had to go through training if you were receiving benefits, and you had to find out if you were eligible to take different positions, you know, work positions and so forth. Ooh, I don't think they have that. No, they don't have that now. I'm 100% for the benefits, just for those who actually need it. Um, right. And, you know, for those who actually need it, I think that they should do some type of proof of an, a job search and, sure. or, you know, some type of community service. Absolutely. I just found out the fifth best county to live in in all of the United States is Martha's Vineyard, uh, Dukes County. And why? Mm, I don't know. but the, uh, High income? Maybe, maybe. It's actually a very wealthy county yeah fifth best county in all of america to live in hmm. well it's very laid back it's the the, the climate is decent yeah. unless they get nor'easters i suppose but um i enjoy uh martha's venue more than i do in nantucket there you example. go i enjoy block island more than any island and i have three Listeners on Cuddy Hunk, let's say good morning to them. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got a lot of friends that love good Cuddy morning. Hunk. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> well, you were talking about uh, ways uh, to stop people from stealing your Social Security. Um, right. Let's come back to that real quickly because we talked about don't respond to an email, a telephone call, a text from the IRS because it's fraudulent. They don't communicate that way. Four out of five uh, returns will be processed or filed uh, electronically, which I said at the top of the hour, and that's what's recommended. It's also recommended to have direct deposit for your return to get into your bank account. Right. And, you know, as a general proposition, obviously, people should protect their ID throughout the whole year. Don't give any information over the telephone ever. And check your credit report regularly. It's free. You can do it online, freecreditreport.com. You can get pick up your credit report. I think you can do that once a year. You can get your, um, well, you might be able to do it more often. Annually, you can do it for free. If you do receive any tax documents uh, from the IRS, don't ignore it. Pay attention, see what has to be done. And don't wait until the very last minute to file your tax return. Do it earlier. If you do find out that your tax return refund or tax refund has been stolen, you will recover it, but it can take as long as a year to get your money back. So you need to be uh, much more protective. There's an affidavit that has to be filed. You have to notify the IRS. We have all that information. We're happy to give it if you are ever in that situation. Um, we, I've actually had several clients that that has happened to. Wow. Where they, their refund has been grabbed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, let's come back and talk about procedures. If you file your income tax return late, are you going to pay a penalty, uh, potentially? If you do file your return late, you're generally going to be charged interest if you owe money, mm -hmm. and you may be subject to failure to file and failure to pay penalties as well. So it is important to pay on time. If not, make sure you file an extension before the due date. 
So if you just can't get it together, um, you can go online and get an extension form. You can get it from any tax preparer. You can go on TurboTax and get an extension form. Make sure you just don't file and say, well, I'll do it later. Do an extension. That's vitally important. And what do you do when you can't pay your tax bill? Well, you, number one, file your return anyway. Right. So they will bill you. It'll take them probably a month to six weeks before they'll send you a bill. And then you can work out a payment plan. If you can pay part of it but not all of what you owe, pay what you can afford to pay. Right. So there's always something you can do. You can set up an installment plan. Try not to pay with a credit card if you can avoid doing that, but you can do that. If you're really in bad shape, you can do something called an offer in compromise. You need professional help to do that. You can't do it yourself. And be careful who you choose uh, to use that service if you do um, an offer in compromise because there are predatory people out there that are right. looking to try to, quote-unquote, negotiate your IRS tax debt. Now, you want to work with a professional tax preparer, tax firm, CPA, and so forth. So we hope that your tax filing is fun this year, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you get some joy and pleasure of knowing that you're helping to support our country, but you're also supporting our government, unfortunately. <laughs> so I will always support my country, but I don't always support my government and the way they spend money. Thank you so much for listening. Peter, thank you for being here. Phil, always, it's a pleasure. Likewise, thank you. Ray. Thank you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, give us a call if we can help you at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. Most importantly, have a wonderful day and enjoy your tax filing season. Goodbye. Goodbye.